I'm Barbara Olwig. And I'm Travis Randolph. And this is Encapsulated, the Express Scripts podcast. Where we have conversations with the people tackling today's biggest healthcare challenges. So today we are sitting down with Jen Awesome, and she is a Senior Director of Network Products here at Express Scripts. And we are going to talk to her today a, a little bit about what a pharmacy network is and why they're so important in making prescriptions more affordable. So Jen, thank you so much for sitting down with us. Hi, Jen. Thank you for having me. Hi. Yeah, so why don't we just start off with kind of the basic question, what is a pharmacy network? Yeah, so a pharmacy network really is just a list of pharmacies that you can go to to get deeper contracted rates. We work behind the scenes Uh, in negotiating with all of the thousands of pharmacies out there to get the best rates and savings for our clients and members. And a network pharmacy provides you that list of where you can go that is considered in-network, where you would be able to take advantage of those discounted rates. So now that we know what it is, why are they important? So it's important because it's kind of like a medical network, which is very common on the medical side. You have in-network physicians, preferred providers, and it's the same concept on the pharmacy side. So if you don't go to an in-network pharmacy or if you don't go to a preferred pharmacy, you're going to pay more. Um, You also get more services when you go to a preferred provider or an in-network pharmacy. We've worked with these pharmacies um, to really have them focus on outcomes and have them focus on providing as much adherence tools and um, services such as mobile apps and reminders so that members can have the best outcomes that then correlates into client savings on the medical side as well. And Jen, what do we mean when we say outcomes? Outcomes, the easiest um, metric to think of is adherence. So adherence to your medication. So if a member is using your pharmacy, they are taking their medication on time, they're renewing their medication, and they're adherent to their medications. So that, again, it helps from a medical side as well. The more adherent you are to, to your medications, the less likely you are to have a medical incident in the future. So for the member, Jen, when you said deeper contracted rates, that's really for our plan sponsor. They're getting those those deeper discounts. But for the members, they don't really feel anything when they walk in the door of the pharmacy other than that they're getting a really good experience, right? Yes and no. So <laughs> there's been a rise in consumer-directed health plan, healthcare plans, CDHPs. And so what that means is that there's a period of time where a member pays 100% of the cost of their prescriptions until they meet their deductible. And then once uh-huh. they meet their de- deductible, then to your point, they'll pay a flat or a percentage of the overall cost, but not the whole cost. And so uh, there is a portion of our population and a portion of the year for that population where they're actually paying the price of the negotiated rates. Ah, I see. So they will definitely feel it if they go to a network versus a non-network pharmacy. That's right. And then in in addition to that, there's usually about a $5 differential where you will pay $5 less going to a preferred provider versus a non-preferred. And that's usually built into like your copay structures even if you are on a a flat copay or percentage copay structure. So how does a pharmacy get on our network? Like what, do we have certain criteria that we like them to meet or is it all part of a negotiating process? It's both. So part of 
being able to be part of our networks, the first is uh, credentialing. So we have to make sure that you have all the the ability to be a pharmacy. You have all the credentialing in place, licensings and things like that. Um, and once you know you're a legit pharmacy, then it goes into contracting. And so on the contracting side, that's where you have to then uh, agree to rates, but also agree again, it's very important for us to focus on outcomes at the pharmacy too. Um, so a lot of times we're asking our pharmacies to agree to outcomes metrics. So is that where the kind of those extra benefits like the mobile app and things like that really come into play because that's how pharmacies can help ensure better adherence? That's right. So we have contracted some outcomes-based contracts um, where we pay pharmacies, again, based on how well they perform, how well their members are adherent. And that incentivizes the pharmacies to invest in more of those services. So they're investing in mobile apps, they're investing in email reminders, um, they're investing in medication synchronization so that you can come to the pharmacy, you know, once a month to pick up all seven or 10 of your prescriptions instead yeah. of once a week. Uh, and so all of that helps keep uh, members on their medications and adherent. So looking at pharmacies more than just dispensing meds, but actually a part of the health system and a really key element to uh, managing a patient's health has really differentiated us as we've looked to what does pharmacy mean in the future. That synchronization of prescriptions, it sounds so simple, but so impactful yeah. as well, especially with people. I was just reading a statistic the other day on another project I'm working on that by 2030, the incident of people who are going to be on three or more uh, prescription is just skyrocketing. So that certainly makes sense. Yeah, and as much as we focus on auto refill and auto renewal, um, to your point, the more we can do to make it easy to take your medications, uh, the better off it is. And a really good example of that too is most of our 90-day networks actually incorporate uh, our safeguard programs such as diabetes care value and pulmonary care value. They are an element to our 90-day networks. And when you say a 90-day pharmacy, that's just a pharmacy that fills 90-day prescriptions instead of 30-day prescriptions? Again, when you're thinking about pharmacy, it can be a little overwhelming because there really are a lot of, of types of pharmacies and a lot of things you can fill at a pharmacy. So when we think about pharmacy networks, we usually bucket a pharmacy network into you have your 30-day network, which is primarily focused on acute meds, things you need to get quickly or short-term. And then you have your 90-day network, which is where you fill what we call maintenance meds. So these are medications you take on going over and over. Um, and that includes retailers, but also includes our home delivery pharmacy at Express Scripts. You have the ability as a, as a client to eliminate pharmacies if you so choose. But usually it's just more of which pharmacies do you want to incentivize your members to go to. So, you know, we, I know that when, um, you know, a pharmacy might be taken out of a network, like it, it might, mm -hmm. it, I don't know, it, it can cause some member uh, disruption, some unhappiness, but it's really interesting to know the reasons behind why pharmacies are included or excluded. Yeah, and it's not always client decision. Express Scripts sometimes will remove pharmacies as well that either don't pass credentialing 
or are not competitive enough to um, sign on to our contracted rates. So a big push right now is, um, you know, the cost of prescription medication. And it, it sounds like this is one of those ways that we're able to kind of help control those costs. It really is. And I don't think a lot of people think about pharmacy network as a cost savings tool. Switching gears just a little bit. How did you get into working with networks? I mean, it seems like a very um, kind of a specific field. I'm, I'm guessing you weren't, you know, five years old saying when I grow up, I want to work in <laughs> pharmacy networks. So how, how did you end up in the field? No, I actually, I joined Express Scripts about nine years ago, and my focus really was um, our Express Scripts home delivery pharmacy at first. And we do a, a really great job of getting medications to members via home delivery. And that was my primary focus. I was lucky enough to get into product where we are constantly thinking about what's the next big thing? What's the next new idea? What else can we do to evolve? And... Um, and it just, it was very fascinating to me. It keeps me interested even today. Jen, we, t- we talked about how you got into working with networks. Uh, like what, how many teams are involved with the networks? Is it is it just you sitting down and making all these decisions or how does that work? It is amazing how many people are involved with maintaining a, ne- a network product. It's hundreds of people within our organization. So we've talked about credentialing and contracting. There's entire teams around that, and they ensure we have the pharmacies in contracted for the networks. Then we have our operational teams that actually set up the networks, and they ensure that they're adjudicating in our systems correctly and that members are able to get the appropriate rates um, when they're going to the pharmacy. Then we have just basic um, accounting to make sure that pharmacies are paid the right rates and we are billing clients the right rates. And then I spoke about member experience. We have people within Express Scripts that create letters, that create emails, that create automated phone calls. We represent our networks on our website. We represent our networks in our mobile apps. Uh, and then we have our call centers that support incoming questions from members and clients as well. So it really is a team effort and it spans much broader than you would really think as you think network product. Yeah, I I can speak to that, Jen. I think I have written network letters for you before. So yeah, I was definitely part of that larger team that uh, got to help out. But that's that's good to know because we have a lot of people always ask, you know, well, uh, if I want to join Express Scripts, how do I get involved with you know, working on something like networks. And it's good to know that there's a lot of different opportunities out there. Were you a business major or were you a pharmacist who then got an MBA? What's your what's your overall background? Yeah, so I'm a business major, but it's funny in the product space, we have people on our team that have biology backgrounds, that have um, English backgrounds. It really is one of those areas because it's very creative as far as what's next and coming up with new ideas, that there's not a defined path, like you have to have X, Y, and Z to succeed. It really is, you just have to be a problem solver. You have to be able to come in and look and see, how do we improve this? How do we overcome or do better? And uh, and that's kind of what we look for within within product is problem solvers. So along those lines of how do we keep evolving, um, I know that one of the big pushes we have right now is 
uh, helping people optimize their pharmacy networks. That's kind of the next evolution in networks. So uh, I know that we talked a little bit about, you know, what made a pharmacy a preferred pharmacy, but like, why is it so important to kind of narrow that down and keep those networks smaller? Well, like anything in supply chain, when you have supply and demand, if you can have a preferred subset or a smaller group of pharmacies that are preferred and people are incentivized to use them, then they'll provide you better rates and better value. So they're willing to give you deeper discounts or provide additional service if you deem them as preferred. Uh, And so by managing your networks and creating this preferred, non-preferred type of arrangement, we can continue to work with those providers to make sure that they are focused on the best rates they can give our clients, the best rates they can give our members, and investing in additional services that our our members can take advantage of. So using that power of having, you know, 100 million members to say, you know, like you need to give them the best deal if you want to continue working with us. Yeah, it really is. It it really, and and that's why, you know, the network within Express Scripts kind of falls into that supply chain umbrella because it's the same negotiations that we have with the manufacturer pharmacy or pharma manufacturers that we have with uh, retail um, providers. It's how do you get, how do you cut the cost out of the system so you can pass that along to members and clients? So Jen, I know in the past we've used the analogy of there's however many thousands of Starbucks or McDonald's available and the number of pharmacies exceeds even that. So that that makes it seem as if I should be able to walk out of my door and find a pharmacy within very close proximity. But my head goes to places like out in Montana where, you know, populations are small, towns are small. How do we ensure that our members, no matter where they are, are able to access a pharmacy when they need one? Yeah, so we are able to what we it's we can call it customization, but it really we have the flexibility to ensure access. We don't want a member to not be able to get their prescriptions. So even as we contract different preferred and non-preferred networks, we always ensure that there is something in the contract that allows us to uh, ensure our members have access for these rural circumstances. So, so that there's never a, a member out there that has to go, you know, 10, 20, 50 miles to get their medications. And, and a lot of times, too, for those specific members that are more in rural areas, we do try to promote our home delivery pharmacy for them as well, just because if they are taking maintenance meds, it's a great alternative for them. That's really nice to hear because I'm from one of those tiny communities <laughs> where, you know, uh, we talk about how prevalent Starbucks and McDonald's are, but it was still a 30-minute yeah. drive to the closest <laughs> Starbucks or McDonald's. So, yeah. you know, uh, if you if you take away, like, the one pharmacy, then, it, yeah. you know, you're talking about driving 45 minutes to get your medication. If you're a mom with a sick baby who's needs penicillin yeah. or something, yeah. So good to know. Thank you. Yeah, and, and usually, again, that's why when we think about pharmacies, we do think about 30 versus 90 um, for that reason. We want more access so that you can pick up, you know, those emergency fills um, versus your maintenance meds that if you're doing this every day, you can plan ahead more. And so 
uh, maybe having a more restricted 90-day network um, can work for your population. And is that why we try to encourage 90-day networks kind of for the same reason, convenience, where, you know, if you are going to have to drive 30 minutes, then at least you're getting a three-month supply instead of having to go next month, do the same thing. Yeah, it's a combination of convenience and and it helps with adherence, so outcomes. So it's both. It When you um, have a 90-day fill, you're more likely to have medication on hand. So you don't have to remember every 45 days, 30 days to pick up your meds. So maintenance meds, we try to make it as easy as possible to keep medication on hand because it is something you have to take every day. So it seems like a no-brainer that you you want to optimize your networks. Are our plan sponsors, are they they pretty savvy to this? Are they are they willing to do this or is there is there some resistance? It depends on the segment actually. What's unique about this space is we've had a lot of traction in the Medicare space which is not always intuitive because Medicare members get to choose their plans. So if, if they don't like a preferred network or a restricted network, they'll go with a different health plan. But we've actually had the most um, adoption of our pharmacy networks in the Medicare space because they see the value and the outcomes from these networks. Uh, I think the number one kind of obstacle that we hear is member noise. They're afraid that if they implement a preferred network that someone's going to get upset or there's going to be member noise. So we're making the transition uh, as easy as possible, but because they are preferred, non-preferred, the amount of impact really isn't that big. I mean, I think about 90% of members still are within five miles of, you know, a preferred pharmacy. So, Jen, preferred pharmacies, is that something that's unique to Express Scripts? Does everybody do those? Like, um, it, I mean, if it's like industry-wide, then what is different about what we do? It's not unique. Almost every PBM offers preferred pharmacies or pharmacy networks in general. But what's unique about Express Scripts is we uh, contract with all retailers. So we aren't tied to one particular retailer that we're focusing on getting our members to. We have no loyalty to one pharmacy versus another. So we're able to create unique networks that fit all of our clients' needs and customize them for all of our clients. Um, Second is, I mentioned it a little bit before, but we really focus on clinical care within our networks. And so with all of our 90-day networks, uh, we layer on our safeguard programs and offer the services of our diabetes care value and pulmonary care value programs because they do make such an impact as far as ensuring that members are staying engaged with their disease state. And then I guess last is, I've mentioned it a little bit, but our home delivery pharmacy is such an asset to our company. And our home delivery pharmacy is part of all of our networks, preferred or otherwise. And so being able to provide our members access to that pharmacy and get their medications delivered to their work, their home, their school, wherever they want it delivered, um, has been a, a, an additional benefit that we've been able to provide our, our uh, clients. So we really, we really are agnostic from the point of view of where we're sending our members, but we are focused on providing our members with the best experience possible. That's right. That's right. And, and so uh, we do a lot of work in ensuring that uh, 
the pharmacies that we use have the most services and that again that our home delivery pharmacy is an option for both you know the people who are in very rural areas or people who just would rather not go to a pharmacy every month um, and, and it's a great additional asset to our clients. And so from a preferred, non-preferred um, pharmacy aspect on the part of the member, they can still go to a non-preferred and not, and not be terribly penalized, right? Yeah, will they be paying like the full cost of their medication if they go to like a non-preferred pharmacy? No, that's what's nice about the the setup of preferred and non-preferred. There's usually just a small differential um, it, around, say, $5. So are, it's kind are, of the question of if you have a pharmacy across the street and you don't want to, you know, drive even five miles down the road, is it worth the extra $3 to just fill it across the street? I mean, that's a, that's a lot different than full price of your medication, which could be hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you mighty... You might even just like the pharmacist across the street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But again, there are, like you had said before, there's 35,000 plus preferred pharmacies. You know, I think there's about 16,000 Starbucks, 14,000 McDonald's. It's not that we're limiting it to a size that's, that is not workable. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a very broad preferred network. Well, and I thought it was really interesting the fact that you brought up uh, member noise because, you know, right now you don't hear a lot of member noise about there's not a pharmacy close to me. The member noise is about medications too expensive. So, you know, it kind of seems like they're sacrificing one type of member noise, uh, but they're okay with hearing another, which is just, I don't know, it seems counterintuitive. And it's funny, too, because they think about like, oh, I'm afraid that my member will be disrupted or upset but of the clients that have implemented preferred networks, a majority, like more than 75%, have zero member noise. So they're not hearing the disruption that they or the, the complaints from their members that they are afraid of um, that's preventing them from using the networks as a cost savings tool. I mean, a lot of clients are making decisions to protect, you know, two, five, 10% of their members, but they're raising premiums to 100% of their members. So um, the message is, you know, we are doing a lot to invest. Like I had talked through already, we're doing a lot to invest to make sure the transition's easy. Jen, thank you so much for sitting down with us. We really appreciate it. I know networks can be a tricky subject for clients and members alike. So it's good to kind of finally be able to explain what they are in general terms and show why they're so important. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. There are a lot of opportunities within the company to not only join us, but to grow with us as well. So if you are interested in a career at Express Scripts, you can visit express-scripts.com slash careers to see all of our opportunities. And don't forget to subscribe to Encapsulated on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts.